Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tent Talks podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm the host. And I'm doing a solo episode today. This last week, I was inspired on my stories. I just posed a question about what's bringing people joy? What are some small luxuries that are making their life more joyful? And I think where this question was coming from, we had a really collectively stressed week here in Utah. There was a lot of active shooter threats at the schools, and it just brought up so much trauma for a lot of people. And in these moments of such fear and and heartache and feeling so actually powerless, we have to be reminded of our power and our power is cultivating joy. And I think particularly women are good at this in wartime. I've been listening a lot to this Iraqi woman who has dedicated her life to women who are refugees, women in war. She spent the first 30 years of her life actually in a war zone, and she grew up in a war zone. And so she does a lot of global activism for women. And she speaks about how in wartime, we hear a lot, especially in the news about men and the front lines and weaponry and, and all of these things. And what's left in countries is women. And they're keeping life. They're making children smile. They're leading their communities and they're cultivating joy. And it's such an expression of activism to remember to be joyful. And I've just been thinking about her story so much and how the woman's story in wartime is not represented on the news. You find it in communities and you find women behind the scenes who are caring for children and children require joy for their survival. They're silly, they're goofy, they need to play and how women are really these pioneers of creating joy where it seems impossible. And that's kind of what I was reflecting back on this last week with all of those active shooter threats. It was just this really collective, fearful time. And we were, we were all so worried. And I was texting my nieces and I was listening to my friends and, and hearing their, just as a parent, sending their children back to school. There were just so many things and aspects of this that felt so powerless. And yet we have to still continue with life and the importance of life and the preservation of life. And even as our bodies are being so heavily restricted politically and we're being forced into giving life against our will with abortion bans. It's interesting that men think that they have to force that on us when it's so innate within us to preserve life. It's just such an interesting paradox. So back to my Instagram stories, I was just feeling a lot of collective turmoil. And I just posed that question for people to answer anonymously. And I wanted to share what my community and my friends 
on social media, what they're doing to bring more joy into their life. We have fancy sheets, satin sheets, fresh flowers, fancy drinks, including coffees and sparkling waters, naps, orgasms. We have hanging out with friends, face masks, and prints that match outfits. There's skincare indulgences and fancy sunscreens, fun treats, favorite hobbies. And as I was reading other people's joys, I was thinking about my own. And that's kind of what sparked the conversation to begin with is that I have started getting fake nails, <laughs> like um, acrylic nails. And I've started doing really bizarre bright colors. And it's, it's really weird, because number one, I've always made the excuse that I can't have fingernails because they do fall off pretty fast. If I don't get them done, like on a two week, that is the max I can go because of my job and just using oils and washing my hands a lot. They do tend to get really weak fast if I don't keep it up. But it brings me such joy. And it was a it was a childhood joy. It was this memory of doing nails with my mom and my sisters. It was just such a beautiful part of my childhood and a fun part. And I, I specifically love red nail polish. And I haven't been doing red, I've been doing these neon colors. And as the weather has been really bleak, and the snow has been lasting a really long time, to look down and see this obnoxiously bright pop of color, it it makes me laugh even because it feels so uncharacteristic. But it also feels so fun. And I was thinking about this is something that brings me such easy joy. It's like the easiest joy. And I've said no to it for so long, slightly financially, but mostly just like, oh, you know what, I can't do my job as well with that. And I just had to really switch that in my brain because I'm a human being that needs joy. And my clients and my work come second to that. I have to be number one in my life. And I had to switch that in my brain. And there is some really tricky parts of my job that I can't quite do as well with fingernails, specifically like if I have to do really specific neck work, it becomes a little bit more challenging. And I fully admit that, but there are tools for that. And there are other ways that I can access the body. And I've just made that trade off. And the difference that it has made is just every time I look down, I just, I kind of just chuckle to myself and I love to tap my fingernails on things. And I just love the experience of getting to know my nail techs every time I go in and I have a relationship there. And there's just a whole camaraderie that comes from, from saying yes to myself. And in my head, there were a lot of reasons to say no. And I think that's what we do with things that bring us joy, at least it's been my experience, is we find a lot of reasons to say no to ourselves, And it could be like, oh, this is just frivolous, or oh, this is expensive, or I mean, there's, 
time consuming. I, I don't know why everybody else is making excuses for why they can't have joy. But there comes a point in our lives when we just say, fuck it, my joy is coming first, because it's really, really important for me to have small reminders of joy every day. And I know I've mentioned Danielle Laporte on here before, but she's an author and somebody that I just really admire her work. And she talks about allowing this small instant gratification and why that's good for us. And she was the first person that actually really advocated for that. Like, if it's going to make you feel good to do something right away, and it's of little harm or consequence to anybody else, just do it. And she even talks about like, standing up and doing like some jumping jacks or something, just getting like a rush of blood. And she talks about, yeah, just get your favorite drink immediately. If that's going to bring you joy right here and now, do it. And I think, especially with a Christian narrative, I think of the biblical verse where, you know, it says, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. And growing up Mormon, we kind of shunned that. I think of in my Mormon heritage, the natural man is an enemy to God. Wickedness was never happiness. There's like these conflicting messages that I've been hearing my whole life about being connected to desire or to joy or to happiness and what that means, which made it feel like the things that felt good internally were actually bad. And so I was really conflicted with joy cultivation my whole life because I didn't know if I was doing a good thing or a bad thing or a righteous thing or an evil thing. And but what actually helped me get clarity was a mushroom trip that I did. And it was about feeling joy in my body and how it's activism against oppression, like to allow yourself to feel joy, to allow yourself those feelings is the antidote to the suffering in life. And it's the thing that someone can't take away from you. And it's just between you and yourself, because you know what brings you joy. And so we have to harness that within ourselves. And we have to really make time and make separate budgets if it costs money or you know, whatever it is that's bringing you joy, you have to make that internal shift that it's worth it. It's worth the time. It's worth the money. It's worth looking silly. It's worth all of the things because the internal shifts that that creates within your being is what life is all about. And so I think for me, with the last week of all of that trauma, it wasn't a love and light or let's just redirect on positive feelings and thoughts. It's really this harnessing this thing inside of us and cultivating it and remembering and returning to the self. What can we celebrate? What is bringing us joy? And also last week, I did this really fun thing with my friends. We went and we did some karaoke and... Of course, people say that singing cultivates joy because it stimulates the vagus nerve in the body. And so it re-regulates your nervous system. And I was so happy 
Uh, at first I was thinking, oh, maybe we need to cancel today because it's been, you know, so tumultuous in our community today. Maybe it would be better if we just stayed at home with our families and gave hugs and kisses to everyone. But then I was like, no, we've got to, we've got to amp up the joy. So let's just continue with our plans and let's go sing our hearts out. And it was the funnest night and we were laughing and we were giggling and Toward the end of the night, I was noticing I was having like some diaphragm spazzes like under my rib cage. I was like, oh my gosh, I've done so much singing for the last two plus hours and giggling and just resetting my body with joy. And I remember a time in my life when I didn't let myself sing. And I grew up with a lot of really talented people surrounding me and I didn't I didn't have a voice like theirs, and that was okay, but I didn't know that at the time. I just thought, oh, you know, singing isn't my thing. I didn't know that you could just sing for yourself, for joy. And it wasn't until my nieces and nephews, I noticed in them that they were kind of being a little bit shut down, and it reminded me of that part within myself that was shut down, and I thought, no, this this ends with me. We're, we're singing. And so I started karaokeing and it started with like some video game, some, I think it was, I don't even know. I, I can't even remember what it was, but we were just doing some video game with some of my nieces and nephews. And then we got mics and we kind of upped the ante a little bit. But I just started making an absolute fool out of myself with my nieces and nephews and just singing and dancing and being uninhibited because I wanted to show them that it was okay to be this way and that it felt good in your body to be this way and that there actually is so much joy that comes from letting yourself be joyful. But it's it's this thing that you allow to flow within yourself. And I've noticed that I strictly reserved that for my nieces and nephews. And it wasn't until maybe in the last two years since having this podcast, actually, this is the honest truth that I've allowed myself to karaoke in front of other adults or peers my age because I've had a lot of really weird internal messages about my ability to sing or like if I have shown confidence, I've had some people knock my knees and say things like, oh, Stacy, she thinks she's a good singer. Or I've heard statements like, oh, you're harmonizing and you don't even know it. And these things just, they were messages that echoed in my brain that made me feel like less than, like I couldn't use my voice in a fun, joyful, singing way. And and to have my podcast and to start using my voice in a way that I wanted allowed me to break that threshold to have fun and joy and sing with peers, even if I don't have a very good voice. And I just think sometimes we have such an internal story that blocks us from our joy. And sometimes it takes a long time to get to where we are. But the celebration and the personal triumph that I experienced when I sing in front of my peers, only I know that journey. Only I know what it took for me to be able to let loose and say, I don't care. I'm going to sing because it makes me feel good and because it's fun. And nobody else knows 
nobody else is like keeping track and know that I really never sang in front of my peers until a couple years ago. Only I know that. I would just sing in front of my nieces and nephews. (laughs) And so to expand myself in this way feels absolutely exhilarating. And I don't know what brings everybody else joy. And that's kind of the fun personal journey is that you get to decide or you get to feel your way through it. If it's art, if it's dancing, if it's movement, if it's bird watching, I don't know what it is. But the thing that that makes you shine on the inside is the thing that will keep you alive. It's the thing that celebrates life itself. And just as I was talking before about that woman who is the activist and humanitarian for women in war zones, she talks about this, about really finding joy and making that a part of your life, because it is in celebration of life. And it's what continually keeps life going. Because how can we continue life, fall in love, make love, make life happen if we don't have this joy, because the doom and gloom and the suffering and the pain is inevitable. And the joy is something that we really do have to choose. And it's an internal shift. And it's weird because it's all around us, but it's like you just turn the key internally and say, all right, I'm going to be a part of this joy. And there is all this pain and suffering. And there is all of these things that I have to do. And there is budget problems or you know, not enough money, or there is all of these X, Y's and Z's, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to eat, drink and be merry. I'm going to celebrate with my friends. I'm going to, for however long I want, however long it brings me joy, I'm going to get my fingernails done. Because right now when I look down and I see these really weird neon colors, it just makes me laugh to myself. I just never would have thought that for me. And yet it just is so fun. So anyway, I don't know if this is resonating with anyone out there, but I hope that you're doing that thing for you that makes a difference in your life and softens your heart and affirms life. And maybe it'll start with you just doing it for somebody that you love. And then maybe it will just be for you. But I'm hoping that whether it's motivated by others or motivated internally, that you can find your joy this week, this month, this year, this lifetime. Thank you for joining us on Tent Talks. And thank you to Kimmy in sound production and editing. And if you like what you're hearing, share it with a friend. And we love feedback. We love interaction. We're available on every platform. So yeah, join us next week on 10 Talks.